Are you nosy, curious, or just bored? Have you ever just started listening to other people's conversations? Do you ever just keep listening even though you aren't part of the conversation? If this describes you, then welcome to Topic Please, the podcast where each week we, Liz and Aaron, talk to each other about that month's topics and you eavesdrop. Hi, everybody. So this week, Liz wasn't able to record with us because we just couldn't find the time for both of us to be able to sit down together. So this week, I have a special guest, my mother, Tisha. Why don't you introduce yourself, Mom? Hi, I'm Tisha Wright, mother of five children. Aaron was the next to last, and he was always an awesome child. Still is. And recently, she's come to stay with us, so she may make appearances in the future. We'll see. We'll, we'll have to see how this goes and how much editing I have to do because of her being on here. Maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. So, Mom, I know you have all kinds of stories of different things that all of us kids have done at different points in time. But since nobody listening to this would have a clue about any of my siblings, do you have any stories about things that I've done, things that you can remember? Oh, you have one thing that just absolutely terrified me. You were about 13 months old. We had just moved into a home in St. Louis, a one-story home with a basement, with a long flight of stairs and an open staircase, meaning we had a rail, but there was nothing underneath the rail beside the steps to prevent any falls from happening. Okay, so if if I were going down the stairs, there's a rail, but that rail's open, like you could climb through it and then jump down into the right. basement, something like exactly. that. Exactly. kind of trying to get the visual here. Right, and at your age and height... You didn't have to bend over or climb through. You could just go, fall through. 13 months old isn't very tall. No, not at all. I think even if it did have posts going up and down, I I could probably still have fit between them. Yes, easily. But one day uh, in particular, you're, I was downstairs doing laundry. And your dad was downstairs as well. So... Your oldest sis, your older sister, and your oldest brother uh, were taking care of you upstairs. Hey, I want to pause right there. You you say my older sister as though I have a younger one. I don't no, think I, Patrick I, would appreciate that. I I only have <laughs> one sister, so it's my sister. <laughs> Correct. She happens to be older than me. Right. Exactly. Uh, she was twelve, or yes, she was twelve, and and uh, your brother David was il. 10, almost 11, and uh, he, David decided, needed to ask me a question, so he had opened the door partway, and after I responded, he closed the door, unbeknownst to him, you had slipped under his arm, onto the stairwell, and in a moment, you had fallen through the side of the open uh, railing and um, scared me half to death. I thought you were dead because there was obviously a concrete floor and nothing to break your fall, I thought. Thank God for the lawnmower. As devious as that sounds, to land on a lawnmower from a flight up, uh, because you did fall near the top, making it worse. The lawnmower was not as 
um, serious a landing as what the concrete floor would have been. So you cut your eye above your eye on your forehead, you cut open, and of course, blood spurted everywhere. And um, you got this humongous crusade on your head immediately almost. So we quickly, expediently got you to the hospital, and where, of course, you had to have stitches after getting it cleaned out and so on. And after a trip to the emergency room, we went on home. But I'm telling you, for a couple of weeks, we were afraid to take you anywhere because people would think that we had abused you. Oh, I'm telling you. But that's one of the stories of your life, one of the most frightening moments of your life for me. Well, so many times like when somebody is being abused, they say things like, oh, well, I fell down the stairs or I ran into the door or something. So, I mean... I'm I'm sure it it felt that if you were telling somebody the truth that I fell down some stairs that they were probably going to look at it wrong and have family services at the door uh, checking on things and everybody would have been freaked out. Yes, well, we only lived in St. Louis about uh, six months and then we moved to Salem, Missouri, where we were purchasing a farm. And there were no sidewalks around the house, so I started making a stone walk. Right, so is this in Salem or St. Louis? Salem. Oh. Okay. And Patrick was just a baby, a year, being a year younger than you, and he just couldn't, he, he couldn't seem to walk anywhere. He was like his mother, always had to go fast. So before the... Uh, stones had a chance to settle into the ground. Some of them had kind of jagged, uh, you know, spots on them because they weren't, being a stone, they weren't uh, smooth like a, a sidewalk would be. And he was always falling. Were these just like stones from around, around the, the property? Mm-hmm. Okay. It wasn't like you went and bought paver stones. That no, it was like I, were like I kind, kind of like a jigsaw puzzle. I tried to get stones different sizes to fit in right. you know to make more of a, a rectangular if you will sidewalk and uh, he was always falling and so he had little bruises or knots or cuts or whatever here and there and uh, you know they pretty much ran up and down his legs not entirely but you know what I mean so one time one day uh, he had a dental appointment and because I don't like the sound of a drill, and invariably every time I'm in a dentist office, I hear a drill, uh, and it just is like a fingernail up a chalkboard. So I had Frank take you, take uh, Patrick, your younger brother, to the dentist, and I waited on a bench by by the uh, courthouse. Well, when he came back, he said he had to really talk uh, to them, you know, and convince them that we had not abused him. So there again, you know, people see what they see. They know the stories that they're prone to hear. And so it's very difficult to say, well, you know, he just doesn't, he goes, runs all the time and and just falls, you know. Right. So uh, we did convince them, he convinced them, and we were able to go on, but... 
you know, hence we were always cautious. And we certainly didn't want to make up a story about what happened to you. But, you know, telling the truth sometimes seems as, um, you know, uh, can't think of the word, but, you know. Almost counterproductive. Yes, counterproductive is exactly. But before I get into another story that I just remembered and thought about, I mean, if anybody listening is in any kind of uh, abusive relationship, you're dealing with domestic abuse, reach out to somebody, find somebody, get that help that you need. Because that's not a situation that anybody should be in. And if you're being abused, you don't deserve it, regardless of what you might think or what you might tell yourself. You don't deserve to be abused. You don't deserve that hatred in your life. You deserve to be happy and to be loved. But anyway, another story that I was thinking about was uh, one year, I'm sure you guys have heard the song, All I Want for Christmas is My Two Front Teeth. I actually got that one year. I got my two permanent uh, front top teeth in one year for Christmas. But mom, do you remember how I lost those two top baby teeth to begin with? Yes, I do. You were about two and you were playing tag with your older brother, David, and you missed... When you reached out to him and you fell and knocked your fruit, two front teeth loose, not completely out. And we had to find a dentist because they wouldn't do it at the emergency room, I believe, because of your age, uh, to, you know, set the teeth to where they would re-ground re, um, themselves so uh, or take them out. And we took you to... Um, had to take you to a dentist up in Rolla, a town about 30 miles from where we lived. And they did put like a bunny, they called it a bunny nose. What it was was anesthetic uh, through a little like bunny nose. And um, then they had to pull those two front teeth. They couldn't be reset so they wouldn't come back out. So you lost your two front teeth. So that, I'm sure, is what you wished for for Christmas. It made it more difficult to eat and everything. I'm pretty sure it was either kindergarten or first grade that year was when I got my two front teeth for Christmas. Oh, was it? I think so. I was in school. Yeah. So it was either kindergarten or first grade when it happened. Because I remember in music class, we were like that was one of the songs we were singing. And I actually got my two front teeth for Christmas. Do you have any other stories you can think about? Like I said, when we started more about me, since people don't know my siblings or anything, really. I do have another story about you, though, if you don't mind me sharing. When Dawn was in, Dawn joined FFA in high school. FFA being Future Farmers of America. Dawn being my sister. Right. And one of the things that they had to do was to raise an, a farm animal. She chose a pig. So she had this little runt pig, and he was really cute. But they had to give it, you know, a lot. What do they call that? Like a kennel name or something, where they have to. It has to be a formal name. Well, probably you, for you it can to call be, it like, what you want. Registered and all that. So yeah, some to kind register. Of full name, right? So it was this big long name. I can't even remember. But Aaron couldn't. You couldn't say the pig's name. So. You called it Honey Bun. Honey Bun stuck. That pig loved to play with the kids. They would run around and have most fun with that little pig romping around. Well, of course, as pigs do, they grow big and fat and heavy. And one time, uh, you know, as it was, it had gotten 
had become so heavy that we were afraid that it would bowl you kids over just in the playing. So we had to pen it up. I don't remember when this pig was small, but I remember like whatever age I was, two or three, that we had this giant pig. I mean, compared to a two or three year old, I just remember this humongous animal. And it to me at that size, it, it looked like the biggest thing in the world. It was like the biggest animal I I had really seen because that was before we had horses or anything. Yes, it was nearly a hog and, and too bad it wasn't uh, saddle friendly. You kids could have ridden it, but it might have bucked you off when you, as little as you were. But uh, you kids used to still, you could still feed it. You would take cucumbers fresh from the garden and feed it through the, the uh, holes in the fence, you know. And um, she would get loose sometimes and uh, when she did, she would go down to the church and get acorns. She would come back. She always came home. And uh, you kids just always loved her. And one day, being a hog, you know, it was time to butcher her out. And Hogs do what, what hogs do. They, they become food at some point exactly. most of the time. Unless you're Wilbur from Charlotte's Web. He got to live a long, full life. Yes. And uh, I'll tell you one thing. I would cook the bacon or the pork chops or whatever, but I just didn't have the heart to eat any of it. See, maybe that experience is why I just don't care for bacon unless it's on a BLT. That could be. But I don't have any problem with sausage or ham, so. <laughs> You're good there. <laughs> I just don't like bacon. People think I'm nuts that I'm the only time I really like bacon is on a BLT. I mean, other than that, somebody else can have my serving of bacon. I don't get too many complaints about that when I'm like, you know, do you want my bacon? There, there's never anybody that turns it down. I mean, if I get a burger that has bacon on it, I take it off. I don't, you know, given the option, I'll take sausage over bacon if I go out for breakfast. and Pizza. I mean, Canadian bacon's okay, but that's ham, pretty much. So that doesn't really bother me. So one more story before we kind of finish up, because this isn't going to be a real long episode. We're just kind of giving you guys something to listen to, uh, fill in a spot so we can get an episode out here, even though Liz and I weren't able to record. As I remember when we were little, I don't know how old, it was after I was four. I remember going to uh, the store and occasionally when we went to the store, uh, whether it was the grocery store, Walmart, whatever, we would stop by the Piggly Wiggly and we would be allowed to get a soda out of the machine. So this one time we had stopped and we all got, you know, our sodas out of the machine and everything. And we got in the car and we're getting ready to pull out. And my dad opened his and he took a drink of it. And me being just a young child, I, there were things that I saw that kind of made sense, but I didn't fully comprehend. And at the time, there was this commercial on TV where I remember you would see these two cars just come head on and smash into each other. And then the message, you drink, you drive, you die. At the time, I had no idea that that had anything to do with drinking alcohol. I just thought you weren't supposed to drink anything. So when my dad opened his soda and took a drink of it, he was the one driving. I look at him and I say, dad... You drink, you drive, you die. I, I I was worried and I didn't know why him and my mom were laughing and found this funny. I I was concerned <laughs> because 
on TV, it said, you drink, you drive, you die. He he opened a soda, he took a drink, and he was driving. I, I thought that was going to be the end of it. I didn't know what to think. Actually, Aaron, you were three, and my thing was, how do I explain to a three-year-old the meaning of the importance of not drinking alcohol, that coffee or a soda was okay? And I don't remember how we even resolved that, but... I don't know, but the house that we lived in, I would have been at least four years old. You're right. It was on the farm. It was on the 30 acres that we lived in. in Yes. Yeah. All right, so I think that's all we really have for today. Um, if you guys want to follow us or find more of our episodes, you can uh, find us at topicplease.com. We are on most of the major directories. We just recently got into Amazon Music. So you can even t- tell your Alexa device, you could say, hey, Alexa, play the Topic Please podcast. It could be that simple, and it'll start playing. I think it starts out with our latest episode. Uh, if you have any stories that you want to share with us or any suggestions for topics, uh, you can email us at feedback at topicplease.com. You can find us on Twitter at topicpleasecast, Instagram at topicplease. Uh, we have a form on the website. You can go to topicplease.com and find the contact form and send us some stories or suggestions that way. Uh, we would love to hear from you if uh, if you have come across our podcast or know somebody trying to find it and it's not in their preferred podcast player, let us know so that we can do what we can to try to get it in there as well. I want to thank you for having me today and I hope that I will be invited back. It's been a pleasure talking to all of you and I hope that you have found the topics at least somewhat interesting. Thank you. Everybody have a great Thanksgiving week. Uh, Have a great holiday. Stay safe. Mask up. Do all of those things. Take those precautions. Just be safe out there, everybody. And have a great week. Happy Thanksgiving.